Good afternoon. I am Pastor Antonio Eubanks of Heat Ministries, where we believe in using the Word of God to heal, empower, and teach so that you may be properly equipped to help establish the kingdom of God and its principles in your families, communities, and world. If you're in the metro Atlanta area, we invite you to attend our Sunday service for a life-impacting experience. Please visit our website at heatministries.org for more information. We would love to hear from you. But for now, we pray that you enjoy this message. God bless. John chapter 11, verse 38. That's where I want to go. John chapter 11, verse 38. And it says, well, let me, um, I'm going to back up just a little bit. Uh, 32, start at 32. It says, therefore, when Mary came where Jesus was, she saw him and fell at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been there, if you had been there, my brother would not have died. See, I can stop right there because see, some of us ask that question. God, if you had just been there, I wouldn't have lost my job. If you had just been there, I would have lost lost that man. If you hadn't have been there, I would have I would have kept kept my house. I would have kept my car. If you had just been there, but how many know that if God really needed to be there, He would have been there. Amen. Amen. You might not need what you lost. Amen. Amen. And then He says right here. She said, he says, when Jesus therefore saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and was troubled. See, God will be troubled with your troubles. Amen. Amen. And said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. And then the shortest verses in the shortest scripture in the Bible, Jesus wept. So that means we know Jesus has compassion. The word of God is compassionate. It feels what you feel. It says no temptation has fallen on man that the son of man have not experienced himself. So that is compassion in the word of God. Amen. Amen. And 36 says, so the Jews were saying, see how he loved him? But some of them said, see, there go, see some, there you go, right there. See, some folks see the love. They see the demonstrations. But here go the critics. But some of them said, could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man also from dying? See, so you gotta watch out for the critics. Well, I heard somebody say yesterday, even the critics got critics. So why are you really focusing on what the critics talking about? Because even they got critics, and the critics got critics, and the critics got critics. Amen? Because we like to watch those cooking shows and, and on like Food Network, you know, the chopped and all this stuff. And it'd be funny how you, you want judge, they'll totally love the meal. Like, it was the best thing I done ever put in my mouth. Then the other one's like, this is garbage. So it's like, well, which one is which? You know what I'm saying? So that's why you got to realize that just because somebody's against what you might have going on, just because somebody's talking bad about what God has spoken to your life, that don't mean that it ain't right. It just might not be right for them. Amen. Amen. And that's how you got to do You say, it's all good. Y'all hear what you're saying? It just might not be right for you. It's all good. It's all good. Life ain't fair. That's why they make different processes. Amen. Keep moving. Then verse 37 says, but some of them said, could not this man who opened the eye, oh, I had already read that, 38 says, so Jesus again being deeply moved, see he was deeply moved again, moved within, came to the tomb, now it was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, remove the stone. 
Martha, the sister of the deceased, said to him, Lord, by this time there would have been a stench, for he has been dead for four days. She basically said, man, don't move that rock. That smell is going to come up out of there. The folks who ain't dead going to die when they smell that. Then Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? See, that goes back to that very first verse we said in 32. It says, therefore, Mary came when Jesus saw him. Lord, if you have been there, Lord, if you have been there. But then Jesus tells her, tell her why I wasn't there. Because did I not say if you believe, you're going to see the glory of God. It don't matter when God show up in your life. It don't matter if he get there when you think it's late. He says, all you got to do is believe and you're going to see the glory of God. He said, don't worry about the timing. See, your timing ain't my timing. But I don't operate on no calendar. The calendar was made for you so you can keep up with your time. It says in the word of God to count your days and to hold your days. Honest. But God don't operate on days. He created the days. So he stands outside of the days and ordains each day. So he says, I ain't got to be there because no matter when I show up, the glory gonna show up. And wherever the glory show up, healing gonna show up. Wherever the glory show up, restoration gonna show up. Wherever the glory show up, power gonna show up. I don't have to operate and be there when you want me to be. Amen. Amen. Even back in when his mama was telling him to turn the, the day of them ran out of wine at the at Cana. And he she was he was like, it's not my time yet. It's not my time yet. See, she was like, then she went and told him, whatever he say do, y'all do it. See, obedience. And that's what he's saying right here. Did I not say to you that if you believe, if you believe. See, that's the thing, if. See, we don't like ifs in the Bible. Come on now. Because if mean do if mean you gotta do something. Mm -hmm. See, we wanna be, oh God, just do this for me. God do this for me. We just send God a luxury list and be like, God, I want you to make me a million now, give me a big house, give me a good wife, give me some good kids, give me a nice car, <laughs> give me a good job, make all the people like me when I whoever I see. I want a good church, I want this, I want that, I want this, give me some more. We like kids sitting on Santa Claus lap, amen. <laughs> And just like he an imaginary made up being, then that's what ends up happening. All those things we keep wishing and hoping for become imaginary things. Amen. Amen. Because it says right here, if, mm -hmm. if you believe. See, that's the thing. That's part of the breakthrough right there. If you believe. Meaning, what do I got to do? What is believing? Because it says in Jude, it says, even the demons believe. Even they tremble at the word of God. So it ain't enough just to believe. Because see, right in the middle of believe, you look in your word, there's a lie right in the middle of it. So see, you can easily be switched from your belief. So just believing will never be enough. But that's just the start. Because it says faith is the substance. Meaning it's the substance. It's, the, it's what you got to have. When you, It's like when you're cooking something. You got to have the substance of that thing to finalize the recipe. You got to have all the ingredients. So faith is the ingredient. You got to have that before you even process, start the process of cooking. But it ain't enough. Because just to have the ingredients don't mean you're going to eat. Amen. Because you can have a raw chicken sitting on your table. 
But unless you put some action to that chicken and cook it and put it in the oven, and then if you really want to put some action and season it properly and do the right things properly, then you won't have a meal. You just got raw chicken. Because if you eat it raw, then you're going to get salmonella. Amen. And you're going to perish. Amen. Or you're going to wish you had a diet. Amen. Same thing with faith. Faith sitting on the table is raw. It's raw. And if you eat it just as it is, then you might perish. Meaning that you step out on things on faith, but you ain't in the timing of God. You step out out of time. You step out out of order. You want to be a renegade. God is saying, no way. Or the person or your leader is saying, no, it's not your time yet. But you want to be a renegade and you step out anyway. He's trying to protect you from some things, but you say, no, I got faith. I got faith. But you ain't cooked it yet. It's still raw. It's still wrong. The only way you cook faith is that faith got to be tried. It's got to be put in the fire. It's got to be put in the burner so that it can really say, do you have faith? You can't come to me talking about you got faith, but you ain't never been through nothing. See, I don't want to sail no boat with a sailor who ain't never been through storms. Just like when I used to play football. I don't want to play football with somebody who uniform stay clean all the time. That ain't the person I want on my team. Because they ain't used to getting knocked down. Soon as they get knocked down, they might be ready to quit. I don't need quitters. I want somebody who's going to get right back up with the grass stains, with the other team's colors on their helmet, and say, you know what? Let's get down one more time and let's push for it. Amen? That's what we got to be, if you believe. But faith is just a substance. And it says in James that faith without works is what? Dead. There go that salmonella. See, some of us walk around with salmonella faith. And what you tell somebody for, you got salmonella faith. You eating that stuff, you going to die. Because faith without works is dead. I ain't said the word said it. Faith without works was dead. And then it seems like in verse 40 that Jesus gets a little little, little cantankerous a little bit. Because he said, did I not say? Yes, he did. Meaning, ain't I not told you this before? <laughs> right. <laughs> that's, how, that's how, you know, your, the mama Jesus was. Ain't I not told you this before? Boy, did, didn't I tell you that if you believe, you're going to see the glory of God? Why are you tripping? <laughs> That's what he really saying. Uh-huh. You know, he's there. I know he's supposed to add to the word, but we can paraphrase and play. Amen. Amen. Saying, "Why are you tripping?" And that's what God is asking someone. Why are you tripping? If you believe, you're gonna see the glory of God. You're going to see the glory of God. But you got to do your part. You got to do your part. He, in your part right here, he said was what? Remove the stone. That's it. Remove the stone. See, now I always used to look at that and I said, God, that, that's real funny that you God. Because Jesus Christ is God. If you don't believe that, then we can talk after. You know, we might need to have a longer discussion. But Jesus is God. Amen. Amen. And so you got him coming on this scene where this man has been dead for four days. And see, that, that God, God is also a very humorous God, too. Because four days was key for a number of reasons. One, the Jews believe that after three days, and within that three-day period, their superstition through the Kabbalah, they believe that people still can rise. And that's why we as black folks still have wakes, because we sit around and see people go, wake up. <laughs> and that we pass down traditions. Wow. Don't even know why we're doing stuff. So that's part of the reason why Jesus waited four days. 
Because he said, I don't even want y'all to be caught up in this superstition. I don't want you to think that it's because you stuck your bill in the Bible that your bill got paid. Now, I don't want you to be caught up in the superstition. I don't want you to be walking up on, walking up on the ladders thinking stuff bad going to happen to you. I don't want you to crack a mirror and think stuff going to happen to you for seven years bad luck. I don't want you caught up in this superstition. I want you to know that when things show up in your life, that it's only because of the glory of God. So he waits after this fourth day. And then four also is the number of direction. North, south, east, and west. He says when the glory show up, it's going to go in all directions. You ain't got to worry about sending it out. The glory shows up because it's already sent out. Amen. He says so when I send my glory, everybody going to know your story. Amen. They going to know in all directions who God is in your life. That's why he said, he said I'm just going to wait. I'm going to see. Plus, also, I think it don't say this in the scripture, but I think if you wait four days with him waiting, because they had told him prior, mm -hmm. they had told him prior that the dead Lazarus had, had died. Lazarus was his kinfolk, and so you know we like to get that to the funeral in time. You know, you know how we do, but sometimes you know we need to save up money. Jesus might need to save up some money, get a plane ticket or something. <laughs> no, I'm just playing, but anyway. <laughs> He waits the four days because I think also he wanted to wait for some of the people to leave. Mm. See, because the glory ain't going to show up to everybody around. Because mm. mm -hmm. some of the folks who are around, when the glory show up, they might be in your ear. Remember that other voice? They might be in your ear. That ain't the glory. That ain't God. God, how is he going to do this? God, man, this man is dead. He's been dead. And there's already one still left there. Martha herself still talking about well he been dead for four days. What you gonna do now, Jesus? He been dead. You should have came a long time ago. You should have jumped on that plane when we called you. But you waiting and wasting your time. But see, Peter, also you gotta know about the stories that this happened in enemy territory to Jesus. Jesus had just left from here because they were about to stone him previously. So he had left the city, and now he was calling it back because Lazarus died. How many know that you can't just walk up into the enemy camp out of timing, out of season? See, Jesus said, no, I can't just go when y'all want me to because the enemy might be sitting and ready to destroy me, and it ain't time for me to be destroyed yet. So I got to go in my timing. See, when you're outside of the timing and the will of God, you can walk into the enemy's camp. And get destroyed. But when you're in the ordained will and time of God, you can walk into the camp of the enemy and the glory of God will show up just like it did here. Amen. Amen. And he says, right here, he says, he says, if you just remove the stone. See, that's what God is saying to get our breakthrough, because that's what we're talking about. We got to be able to remove these stones in our life. We got to be able to remove these stones in our life. If you turn to Turn to um, Matthew real quick. Matthew chapter 20. I mean, no, not 20. Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13. Because all Jesus told him to do, simple request. Remove the stone. And it's funny because this is Jesus. Again, who's the son of God. Who has the power of God. They already told you who he was. They said... This man healed blind folks and he did all this stuff. Why can't he? He could have kept this man from dying. He didn't even have to die. He could have kept this man from dying. But see, sometimes God will allow things in your life to die, to be taken away. Mm -hmm. 
Because it's only in that removing that thing from your life that you can truly connect to who he is. When the surrender finally comes. Because like the old folks say, when you ain't got nothing but God left, then that's all you're going to look to is God. And sometimes God got to break you all the way down to that point where it ain't nothing but just you and him. You ain't got nothing like they say, you ain't even got a, you ain't got a pocket to pee in and a window to throw it out of. So you just, you just got God. Just him and you and God. And then that's when you can say, you know what? Whatever you say, do. Whatever your will do. Because I, I can't, I don't try it my way. And this is where I'm at. But Matthew 13, why we got to remove these rocks. Starting in verse 20. This is in the middle of the parable of the seeds. And it says, the seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. This is the rocky soil he's talking about. And the seed is the word of God. And he says, the rocky soil, the ones who got these rocks that need to be removed, remove this stone. He says, those represent the who hear the message and re immediately receive it with joy. You get that faith. Because it says what? Faith come by hearing and hearing the word of God. So you receive it immediately. That's good. Oh man, I, that's that word right there. Pastor preaching the word. I got that. But when you leave, you want to ask somebody, ask you what he said, you won't even know. Come on now. Why? Because it says, but since they don't have deep roots, uh -oh. they don't last long. Mm -hmm. Deep roots. Meaning you got that faith is 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 you is, is raw. You ain't put no seasoning on it yet. He says, then they fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. Wow. Rocky soil. Mm -hmm. Fall away as soon as. See, that's, that's funny. You receive the word immediately, but as soon as trouble, immediately as trouble comes, then all that word you just got gone. And it says why? Because persecuted for what? Believing the word of God. Well, back in, in John, Jesus said what? If you what? Believe. If you believe. So that's why we got to remove these stones, remove these things from our life. Because God is saying, how can you believe if you got all these stones, rocky stones? So meaning that as soon as the word tries to come into your life, and then the next thing you know, an uh, issue or something. Because how many know when the word is cast into your life, an uh, issue going to try to come and take that word? Amen. Just like I told y'all last week when I talked about discouragement, you probably was going to get hit with discouragement that following week. You probably going to get more discouraged than you ever been in your life. Why? Because you got a word on how not to be discouraged. But how many know that the word has to be tested? God tests his word. Sometimes it ain't the enemy. Sometimes it's God saying, you know what? I want to see if you say what, what you believe. I want to see if you're going to demonstrate what you believe. I want to see if you're going to be who you say you are. Amen? Amen. We got to remove these stones. What, what are some of these stones? Turn to Galatians real quick. And I'm, I'm finishing up in a second. Galatians chapter 5. Turn to Galatians chapter 5. Are we getting this? Yes. Amen. Because we got to understand that, again, we preparing for a breakthrough. That's what we preparing for. And I, I say we for right now because if you, cause then once we get to a certain point and I realize you might not want to go, then I just say I. I ain't got no problem saying that. I start out with we, but it ain't got no problem saying I'm preparing 
for a breakthrough. Amen. Because at this point in the game, I'm walking. I'm ready to walk with the folks who are ready to walk. Hallelujah. I'm ready to go with the folks who are ready to go. Yes. Not the ones who are going to quit when the trouble comes. Come Not the ones who are going to throw in the towel. I ain't saying you can't raise the towel because I didn't know. I done tried to raise the towel plenty of times. Mm -hmm. I done stood in the corner of Rocky's ring be like, I'm finna throw it in. I got a towel. I'm finna throw it. But then God said, put that thing now. Put that thing now, because it ain't time yet. It ain't time to throw it in yet. So I'm not complaining if you throw, raise the towel, because we all get tired. It says, be weary, but what? Faint not. Meaning, be tired, be upset, be wore out, be troubled, be depressed sometimes, be discouraged sometimes, but don't faint. Don't throw in the towel. Don't give up on me. Don't give up on the glory of God. Don't give up on God working in your life. Don't give up on what God is trying to do in your life. Don't give up on who God is trying to connect in your life. Don't give up. You can, you can be weary. Just don't faint. Amen. Yes, Lord. Just don't faint. See, sometimes we get, that's the enemy will use that when you got the towel up in the air and he'll be like, see, I told you what, no lad. I told you. So then you start talking to you, start talking to yourself. Ain't nothing wrong with having the towel up in the air. God said there ain't nothing wrong. He said be weary. He know you're going to get tired. He was tired. He tired of us now. <laughs> but he ain't throwing the towel because it says that he's what? A pacing God. And not how man counts patience, but he's a patient God. Amen. Amen. What did I say? Galatians? Galatians 5. I'm trying to get there. Somebody start reading verse 19 for we're going to do a quick little interaction because I can't seem to find Galatians for some reason. Anybody, don't everybody gotta read at the same time. <laughs> the actions that are produced by selfish motives are obvious and they they include sexual immorality, moral corruption, doing who, whatever feels good. Well, you stop that. At 20. Um, okay. So yeah, I got it now. It says, now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, whole list of stuff, envy and drunkenness, carousing, and things like these of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So what am I saying with all that? Or what is God saying with all that? Find yourself on the list. And be honest with yourself. I ain't, you ain't got to call you, raise your hand to none of them. But find yourself on the list. Because you either been on the list, on the list, or going to be on the list. He says, find yourself on this list. Because those are some of the rocks that's in your life that you might need to, to get out. And then you, if you ain't on that list with that, then, you know, it might be depression. Or it might be fear. Or it might be bad relationships. Or it might be job. Whatever rock is in your life, you got to be able to remove that thing out of your life. Amen? But he says, find yourself on the list. Examine yourself. See, that's the thing. We got to be able to examine ourselves. Examine ourselves. It says, but. I like this. But. Because what does but mean? But means that everything you saw before, you can kind of cancel it out. If you do these things right here. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Lord have mercy. That's something I'll break through right there. Just self-control. He says, against such things... 
There is no law. What does that mean? Against those things, there's nothing you can be punished for. There's nothing you can be judged for. If you do these things, there ain't nothing nobody can say about you that's going to be true. They may talk about you. They may say it, but it ain't going to be true. Amen? Amen. It says, now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh. There it is. You got to crucify the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also what? Walk by the Spirit. See, that means faith is being cooked. Faith is being processed. See, it's one thing to say you got the Spirit. It's one thing to even talk in the Spirit and uh, Shandalah and the Shandalah this and all that. It's one thing to do all that, but 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 are you going to walk by the Spirit? See, because the devil don't respond to that. Because he can speak in tongues too, amen? Because some of these folks' tongues is the devil's tongue, amen? So, don't get all that, that that fanfare twisted up with being faith and believing. Because then, going back to where we was originally, John chapter 11, he says, remove the rock. Then he says, did I not say to you that if you believe you will see the glory of God? Then in verse 41, they, they, they finally get it. You got some people on the scene going back to that being the right company. You got you got some right folks on the scene because not even Martha doesn't grasp the hold of it right now. But you got some people out there who say, you know what? Because in verse 41 it says, so they removed the stone. Somebody removed the stone. It didn't even tell who it was. It didn't even it didn't even go down to who it was. So that, that, that lets me know that it don't matter who removed the stone. All God is saying is just get the thing out the way. Just get the stone out the way so I can do what I came to do. But the only way I'm going to do what I came to do is if you do your part. This is a covenant relationship. A relationship is reciprocal. It ain't just gimme, 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 and you don't never give up something. This is seed and harvest, meaning that you sow and then you receive. It ain't just gimme, 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 or I'm going to take, take, take. God is not a God of disorder. Amen? He says I'm a God of process. He took a process to make the world. It was, whether you believe six days, six seconds, six nanoseconds, six million years, whatever it took. He could have did it in a flash. But he said, no, it's a process to this thing. Sometimes you got to walk through the process. We got to get out of this microwave mentality saying, I want it now. When you got a God who says, no, I'm ordered. He says, I'm going to order yourselves. So some of us don't want to follow that order because he said, we'll quote that scripture all the time. God orders my steps. Well, that means you need to be in what? Order. See, we just run around saying stuff out of our mouth, but never break it down to what it's really saying. God ordering yourself, then how, why are you out of order? Why are you saying stuff against the man of God? Why are you talking? Now, if he need to be saying something again, don't get me wrong, say it. But at the same time, why are you walking out of order when you're saying that God is ordering your steps? Meaning he lining those things up. So somebody caught it right here because it says, so they removed it. And I like the day because that shows unity. Amen. That shows unity. See, it's, it's going to take unity for breakthrough. See, some of the breakthrough that you need to get, some of it you're going to be able to do on a single nature, but most of it is going to take a unified effort because God said in the beginning, he said it is not good for man to be alone. But that word really was 
broken all the way down and it really was supposed to be all one. It is not good for man to be all one. It is not good for you to be a man unto yourself. It is not good for a man to be on an island by himself. A man will suffer in silence where he can share with people around him is where he can get delivered from. Amen? And so what he's saying is, they removed it. So you're going to need some help to get through this thing. But what you got to say is, God, send me the right help. Send me, because it says that if you have godly counsel. See, it's one thing to have counsel, but it's another thing to have godly counsel. So that means that if you want godly counsel, that means you got to say, God, send me the people in my life that's supposed to be here. Hook me up with the right people that's supposed to be around me right now. I want people around me so they can help me remove this stone. Because I don't been pushing against this boulder all my life. I don't been pushing against this dissension. I don't been pushing against this depression. I don't been pushing against this fear. I've been pushing against this stuff all my life. God sinned because God is only going to move through a man. Amen? Amen. And if you don't believe me, then you, didn't, you ain't reading your Bible. Because everything that God did in the earth, he did it through a man. Yes. Amen? Because he said it that way again, in order, in the beginning. He told Adam and Eve, uh, Adam and the woman to do what? Be fruitful and multiply and have dominion. Meaning that you are to rule, that you are to have authority, that you are to make things happen. In this realm. So it said they removed the stone. That right there should be enough for y'all to say, you know what? I need to check my contact list. I need to check my Facebook friends. I need to check my followers on Twitter. Because see, some of the folks following you ain't even there for you. They just following behind you so they can see you when you fall. They just following behind you so they can see you when you break down. So then they can spread it around how broke you are, how busted you are, how depressed you are. They ain't there for the good thing. Everybody in your boat ain't rowing. Some folks drilling holes. Amen. My God, my God. They smiling while the sail is going rough good, but as soon as the waters get rough, then you're going to see who the real people are. That's why God roughing up some things in some people's life because he's just saying, I'm shaking up some things because some people need to be tossed overboard. Some people need to get up off your ship. You're trying to carry folks through, but they ain't even supposed to be on your ship. You need to get out of that relationship. You need to get out of that friendship. You need to get out of that word ship with some folks because that ship you own is, is a Titanic waiting to happen. Amen. Know what ship you own. You might be on the SS Minnow, and we know how long they were stranded on that island. Amen. amen. From the prophet Gilligan. Amen. <laughs> it says they removed the rock. And then here we go. This is the closing part. I like this. In the Bible I'm reading, which is the New American Standard, it says, so they removed the rock. And my, and my favorite part of words I like to see in the Bible. Mm. Then, then, Jesus raised his eyes. See, because we had the if in verse 40. And see, I'm a, I'm a computer programmer, and we write all kind of if-then statements, meaning if you do this, then this. If you want this out, then you do this. If, then. And God writes a lot of if-then statements. That's why I know he'll program Because he says, if you believe, you will see the glory of God. They demonstrated their belief. They didn't just say, God, we believe you. God, I believe you. God, I believe you. See, a lot of us ain't getting breakthrough because we're not receiving the breakthrough. It says, whom receive? It says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. For those that what? Receive that. 
See, everybody ain't receiving that. Yes. Everybody ain't receiving that because they want to accept it. It's just that simple. Just because I send you a package, don't make that package yours until you what? Receive it. Until you sign for it. Until you open it up and you say it's mine. So he says, if you believe. But they didn't just demonstrate it by saying, see, a lot of us just say, I believe God. I believe God. We throw our hand in the air to make that seem like it really means something. You know, I believe him. Heaven glory. I believe him. <laughs> but then it says they remove the stones. See, but we won't never remove no stones. We won't put that faith into action. We won't be obedient. Because right. that's all this is right here. That's the key to breakthrough. Obedience. That's why he says obedience is better than sacrifice. The, you either going to move the rock or the rock going to fall on you. Because it says in, in Mark about how the rock will crush those. And then it says then. So they did their part. If you believe. They, they believed in their mind. But then they showed it with their action. And then it says then Jesus raised his eyes. And said, see, I like that part right there. He raised his eyes. So to me, that's saying that he was looking down. He was looking down because he didn't want to see, he didn't want to show his face. He didn't want to show his face to the people. Because see, sometimes if God shows his face to you too soon, then you will believe just because you saw. Amen. But God says, I want you to believe even before you see. I want you to believe even before I show up. He says, I want you to believe because, see, the people of the world, they got to they gotta see in order to believe. But kingdom children, we're supposed to believe in order to see. It says faith is the substance of things hoped for and what? The evidence of things what? Not seen. Amen. It says he then he raised his eye because he saw your faith. He saw their faith. Then he raised his eyes, meaning he revealed his face. They saw the face of God. How many know the face of God is the glory of God? Right there, it was already done. Everything else is just icing on the cake. Once you see the glory of God, once you see the face of God, all the work is already over with. He said it is finished. The work is already finished. All you got to do is connect to the finished work. It's already done. Amen? Amen. We keep on asking God to do stuff that he already done. Our question needs to be is, God, where have you already done it at. God, I need you to show up in my life. I need you to do this. I need you to do He already done it. His son said it is finished. So our question needs to be, God, where is the finished work? Where have you already done it at so I can show up and be there at the right time in the right place with the right people to help me move these rocks? So then the glory shows and it says, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Catch that. Even Jesus demonstrating and showing, I thank you that you have heard me. Not that you hear me, but that you heard me. Catch that. See, he's not talking in present tense. He's not saying, God, I need you to show up. I need you to do this right now. He already speaking in the, it's already done. I thank you that I that you heard me. See, faith, faith is this thing. That's why it's just, he says, I give you a seed of faith, a measure of faith. Because faith believes that God will. Mm -hmm. But then when you move and graduate to trust, trust says that, that God can. Mm -hmm. That God can for me. See, faith just says that God will. You might not believe he will for you, but you just know that he will. Trust says God can. And he can for me. 
But then there's this thing called rest. When you rest in God, when it says he already has. Yes. It's already done. It's already done. That's what God wants us to be in that rest. And Jesus is demonstrating it right here. He says, Father, I'm resting in you. I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. See, I knew. I already knew it. Anybody got to tell me. I knew that you always, not sometimes, but always hear me. But because of these people standing around, I said it so that they may believe that you sent me. See, because of these folks, these little naysayers around here, I got to demonstrate some stuff for them. I got to show some things for them because they're not going to believe it until they see it. But I already know. But I got to demonstrate for these. I got to set the demons straight. Amen? Amen. Then we close now right here. He says, when he said these things, he cried out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. The man who had died came forth, bound hand and foot with wrappings, and his face was wrapped around with the cloth. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. Therefore, many of the Jews who came to Mary and saw what he had done, believed in him. They believed in him. See, he said, Lazarus, come forth. And see, he had to speak specifically to Lazarus. He had to say his name, come forth. Because how many know that when the power of God speaks and tells some things to come forth, he would have had everything dead in that tomb coming out. But God says, no, I want this thing specifically to come forth. And that's what you got to do in your life. Once you remove the stones, you're trying to get this breakthrough, you got to start speaking specifically to that thing. I need you to come forth through the power of God. God, I already thank you for hearing me. I already knew that you was going to do this. Now I'm just calling it forth into this atmosphere because it's already been done in the spirit because it says that his will shall be done on he in heaven on earth as it already has been done in heaven. Amen. So it's already in the spirit realm. It's already broke through there. We don't have to wait on no breakthrough in the spirit realm. It's already been broke. He broke it when he threw the demons out of heaven. It's already been broke through. So all you got to do is call for what's already been broke through down into the earthly realm so that you can break through. Amen. That's how it works. But you got to do that in faith. You got to do that the way God is saying it right here. I thank you. See, you got to thank God because I know that you heard me. I know that you heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But because of these people standing around me, sometimes I might get a little depressed, God, because of these folks standing around me. But, God, I thank you that you're removing them, too. Sometimes, God, I might get a little upset because of the things I hear. But, God, I thank you for filtering out my ears. God, I know sometimes I might get a little move off my mouth because of what I see. But, God, I thank you for filtering out my ears and my, and my eyes. God, I know sometimes my thoughts ain't always lined up with you. But I know according to your word, I thank you that I can hold every thought captive to the word of God and those that are not of you then I know it's not you and I can push it out God I thank you that even though I'm discouraged sometimes I know that in your words you say that I can encourage myself so I ain't got to wait on the pastor I ain't got to stand in no pocket line I ain't got to have the words spoken over my life I can speak my own words over my own life that's what God wants us to be so then we know who we are Amen. Amen. Then we know who we are. That's all God is saying. Know who you are. Like we started with the song, because of who you are, I give you glory. Amen. Amen. And then like this song is saying right here, 
It says, then you've been changed. Free. See what I'm saying? Because it says right there that they unbound him. And it says, whatever's been bound in heaven has also been bound in earth. But whatever's been loosed, unbound, whatever's been loosed in heaven has already been loosed on earth. He says, unbound that stuff. Take all that stuff off around him. Let him walk free. That's what God said. Once you remove that stone, once you have the right people in your life, once you get them naysayers around, you're on that right ship. He said, then you can unbound yourself. But not only will you be unbound, but then other people. Because you saw in the later verses, it said what? It said that the other Jews came and they started to believe. Because they saw the demonstration. See, it wasn't the words that got them. It wasn't the words that got them. It was the demonstration. So we got to demonstrate God. We got to show God. And it ain't quoting scripture. It ain't walking around with a Bible. It ain't saying the right word. It ain't jerking when you're supposed to jerk. And raising your hand when you think you're supposed to raise your hand. It's just demonstrating who God is in faith and love and power self-control and patience long-suffering, endurance, perseverance getting through because we're going to get this breakthrough amen, because I don't believe in God I already know God has already broke through his life, we just ain't seen it manifest yet, because see just like God knew, see, see thank you God thank you just show me this catch this Turn that down just a little bit. I want everybody to you don't catch nothing else but this. Lazarus that was buried in the tomb, right? Lazarus buried in the tomb. We bury people in the tomb, right? But Jesus saw that as a a, a garden. See, where we bury God plants. See, that's why some of us won't sow seed. We won't sow a seed of faith. We won't, we won't, we won't put it up because we look at it as bearing. And see, in our mind, when we bury things, it's gone forever. But see, in God's mind, I'm not burying, I'm planting. Just like his son. He said, I'm not burying my son, I'm planting my son. So that then when he comes up, he's going to produce a what? A fruit. And that fruit is going to be able to be shared. And then when they eat the fruit, they're going to plant that seed. And then that seed going to grow up. And it's going to produce fruit. And that fruit going to produce seed. And that seed going to produce fruit. And that fruit going to produce seed. And that seed going to produce fruit. And it just goes on and on and on. And that's how you get into the infinite infinity of who God truly is. Amen. So quit thinking that things are buried in your life. You say, oh, we're just planted right now. I'm just waiting. There's some breakthrough already in your life right now. There's some breakthrough that's already in your life. It's just you ain't seeing it yet because the seed got to grow down before it grow up. The seed got to break through the ground. It's got to break through. It's got to break through. You got to wait for your seed to break through. So then once it breaks through, then you get the breakthrough. You get the harvest. But you got to be ready to receive the harvest. Amen. So all you got to do is say, God, I already planted the seed, meaning your word, meaning I believe, I stand on faith, I done did my action. If you believe in for a job, we talked about that before. You can't just say, God, but I'm believing for a job. No, you got to put that into action. I'm believing for a job, but I'm also putting out my resume. Faith without work. Is dead. So you put your resume out. That's sowing seed. And even if it takes three months, six months, you say, you know what? The seed is out there. And I don't plan it to God. So I thank you already for the harvest. 
don't care if my phone ain't wrong, in six months, I thank you for the harvest. That just means that all that rotten fruit that hadn't called me wasn't for me. The right time, the right place. Because how many know, ain't nothing like eating a fruit when it's in season. Amen. Amen.